0: So, picking up where I left off the other day, so after the after my reputation started like ramping up once everyone realized that was actually me that did that, you know <laughs> smallest youngest kid throwing a kid in the hospital for defending a friend, beating up a bully, um people kind of looked at me a little differently, hell, I looked at myself a little differently, I realized what I could do, but I remember, I think it was that same year, um, this other kid, this name was Jeremy, Jeremy Kula, actually. And uh, he was fucking with one of my friends. So me and my buddy made a plan, and we're like, you know what, you're going to grab him, and I'm going to punch him right in the face. So we wandered around the hallways, we found him, he grabbed him from behind, kind of locked his shoulders, and I, and I rolled right up. And I ended up hitting them so hard in the face that they both, like, went back, like, three feet into a locker. <laughs> Funny thing is, me and that kid Jeremy after that kind of became friends, which I didn't see it coming. But, you know, as we hung out more outside of school and, you know, I realized he was kind of a thug like me. Except he was worse. I remember one, I think it was like an eighth or maybe ninth grade a few years later. He came up to me one day, and he was like, "Hey James, you want a car?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I got like nine cars." At first, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, bullshit. You don't have any cars." And all of a sudden, there was like rumors that he was seen like riding around Hopkins in like brand new cars, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And uh, and I asked him one day, I'm like, "Dude, you seriously have cars?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got them parked at the school." I'm like, "What?" And he showed me. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, I've been, I've been stealing them from the dealership there in town. I go, you're fucking stealing cars? I'm like, oh, hell no. I don't want nothing to do with that. And uh, eventually he got caught. And it was like all over the news. And the, the way he was doing it was he would go to the dealership during the daytime when they had all the keys and the ignitions. And he would, <laughs> he'd go in the car, take the keys... And then come back that night and, yeah, take off. I mean, it's pretty—it's actually pretty goddamn clever when you think of it, and that's probably one of the reasons why they probably don't do that anymore today, because of him, the Kula law. But after he got caught, um, I didn't see him for a while. I don't know where he went. <laughs> probably the kid jail up north. I mean, that was a pretty big deal. I mean, that was like nine vehicles stolen by an eighth grader who, had, at the age of what, 14 maybe? So that was a pretty exciting time there. I'm, I'm actually really glad I never got myself involved because something like that carries with you forever. I have, I believe. And, uh, yeah. So that was that, that. That there was kind of like innocent trouble, but. He went his way, I went my way, and I think I did see him eventually down the road working at, working in the cities, I ended up working with him, and he was in kind of a leadership role, and I mean, obviously, you know, re-institutionalized, but it's kind of weird how we met off them, you know, grounds, you know, where I ended up socking him in the face, because he was kind of being a dick to kids, and well just goes to show, you never know who you're going to run into down the road. And that's why I think treating everyone I mean, just kind of goes in my morals in life, you know, you treat everybody with respect regardless, because you never know down the road you, may, you could end up working for the person or, you know, it's just, I don't know people change over years and time and things happen for a reason during moments that we can't always explain or understand and that's why I don't live my life with grudges or hatred. Just accept things for the way they are and move forward. In my opinion, that's probably the healthiest way to live. I know some people that live every day of their life with hatred and grudges, and it's like, what do you really get out of that? I mean, it's freaking exhausting for one, and you can't let go. If you can't let go of something, then you're not living. And If you're not living, well... <laughs> you don't live with color in your life, I guess. But so moving forward from that, um, I I really didn't get any more fights after that. I think that was literally the only two major fights I was ever really in. It just wasn't me and it wasn't the reputation I wanted either. I didn't want people, I didn't want people fearing me and I sure didn't want that reputation that I was out to kick everyone's ass either because I mean, no one likes some people. And I just I just didn't thrill from that power or whatever, or that reputation. Instead, I just more or less got along with everybody. And, I mean, I had a lot of friends in school. I mean, I still talk to a lot of them today. And that's where I think it's important that we don't build that reputation of ourselves because people remember that stuff forever. I mean, it sticks with you. I couldn't imagine if I was known as that kid that went around beating everyone up. I mean, that'd be a pretty lonely life right now. No one would want to talk to you. No one would want nothing to do with you. So, I mean, that's... But, at the same time, I've always been more passionate, helping people. I I feel like I get more out of that than I do anything else. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I was uh, walking around in the cities with my brother and I think some friends. And... I had a homeless lady. I for whatever reason I just like came across like twenty dollars. I, I think I might have I might have uh <laughs> I used to go around and collect Cadillac ornaments and I think during payday after dropping several off. I had some extra money and I had this homeless lady ask me, beg me for money. And at first I was like, fuck away from me. And then I for whatever reason I just felt like, you know, why not? And I ended up giving her $20. And for whatever reason, that feeling of helping, to me, was more valuable than going to a store and buying something I probably didn't need. But, I mean, that's just who I am, too. I I thrive off helping people in need. To me, it's more rewarding. And maybe that's why my choice is joining the service and volunteering to go to Iraq and everything else. I mean, it's just want to do my part, it's just kind of, to me it's just more rewarding actually being able to do do something and have something to stand for. I mean, and that's kind of what I did in junior high, I stood up for kids who were bullied, and I think it honestly had a pretty big impact, because I seriously, after I uh, beat the hell out of that one kid and, you know, stopped my friend Jeremy from fucking with people, I honestly don't recall there ever being any more bullying in that school, Cause I kind of had the reputation I'd seek you out and I mean did that have a good to have a positive impact maybe I guess we'll never know but after junior high and several uh, I want to say mistakes experiences is probably more or less the word then it was on the newer grounds of high school So just circling back to some of the things in junior high. Um, if anyone ever like saw a kid in like a, <laughs> a warming house, like a skating rink. Trying to steal cans of soda by shoving their arms up there and grabbing them. Well, that, that would be me. I was that kind of kid. Always looking for free shit. And uh, I remember one time I was at a skating rink. And it was really cold and I, I brought my school bag with me because I had only one reason to go there and that was to steal as many cans as I could until I got caught. Well, I think I walked out of that warming house down the street from my house. I probably walked out of there with at least, I don't know, a dozen plus cans of soda until the person that works there kind of looked out of his office and saw me with my arm halfway up in the machine. They yelled at me, and of course I hightailed out of there. Well, I remember, like, during that spring, when we were on spring break, I remember a buddy of mine, me and him went down to that same warming uh, house, and for whatever reason, we were kind of fucking with the warming house. There was nobody there working, and I was trying to break into it. I was trying to yank off the... I think I already broke a window. I was trying to yank off the... I was trying to yank off the bars or whatever out the window so I can get in there. And there was these girls that were at the swings taking notice and giggling laughing at us. And, of course, full of confidence and whatnot, I walk over to them. And, of course, the one I noticed had huge breast. And, I mean, I'm only in seventh grade. And, uh, well, long story short two I ended up marrying but we you know dated on and off on and off throughout junior high I mean she was from she was from out of town and obviously we weren't driving and just we could never see each other and it just made things even more harder so eventually we ended up breaking up probably a few times we kept going out breaking up um And you know, and then for the rest of like junior high I think seventh grade was the first year I ever I ever uh well first year I ever decided to drink. I remember uh, somehow I think a friend of mine got like a twenty-four case of beer. And I remember it very clearly. It was Olympia beer and I've never even drank a beer before and you know, and of course we're in the basement of my mom's house and she's not home and I got friends over and we're playing pool and drinking and drinking and I think I drank like seven beers oh my god I was so freaking sick I mean I had a lot of fun up until the point where the room started spinning on me and everyone left and I was in my mom's basement puking in a toilet and I remember she came home and she could hear me down there, puking my guts out. And I, I can still hear her voice screaming out. You know, she smells beer. And, yeah, there was me. Little 7th grade James fucking puking his guts out. And I, and I swore from that day forth I was never going to drink again. Well, then the next year in 8th grade, I got, a, you know, me and some other friends decided one night... Maybe it was ninth grade. Well, he got a bottle of Southern Comfort, and I got some beer. Again, you know, two years later, I figured I learned my lesson and not be more careful this time. But I didn't realize you're not supposed to mix beer with Southern Comfort. And me and him drank the entire bottle and drank all the beers. And I remember that night. This time we weren't in my mom's house. This time we were, I think, at a park just getting shit-faced, and, and I remember that we were walking down the streets, checking car doors, the ones that we found open were pissing in the cars, and, um, I think he threw up in one of them, and just terrorizing the area, I mean, yeah, that, that was my childhood, I mean, that's pretty goddamn disrespectful when I stop and think about the stuff that I did, but, then I go home, and again, I got the spins, my mom, she's interrogating me while I'm throwing up next to my bed, and she actually called the cops on me. The next day, I was being interviewed by two cops, who my friend was, what we were doing, how we got the beer, and she literally put like a restraining order on him never to come around me or the house ever again, and... You know, little did I know, I didn't think he was that bad of a guy. And I I mean, he was, I think he was in high school and I was like eighth or ninth grade. And, uh, but as the years went on, I seen it more clearly on how much of a real piece of shit he really was. I think to this day, I'd be surprised if he's even alive. I mean, he was a con artist. He, you know, he claimed he was some kind of Al Capone fucking scam artist and yeah yeah, people like that in the cities don't live a long life in fact they end up fucking over everybody they know eventually and eventually end up getting themselves killed by screwing the wrong person over so i mean that was really the only two times in like junior high i ever got completely just trashed and i really honestly with my experiences there with alcohol i just i did not i was not a fan of it because every time i drank i got sick and every time i got Sick. I got in trouble, and I just didn't. Yeah. So. And then you know, and then ended up moving on from junior high into high school, and it was a whole new world. In fact, I was still with the party crowd. I was still with. I hung on with every clique. I didn't. I was kind of a neutral with everybody. I didn't have a a favorite, and I had a lot of friends, and I just kind of got along with everyone. Um, between that working for my fun money party money after about 6 months of no not even 6 months I think I was in 10th grade for maybe 3 months oh let me refer back in junior high 7th grade I got to meet my principal of course that was after I beat up that kid really bad and my principal knew my background and my father and I always wore hairspray in my hair and this fucking guy always had the suspicion that I would be drinking before school and I'd show up to the school with liquor on my breath. This guy would like literally every couple weeks pull me in his office, do a sniff test. And I remember I finally told my mom, and I'm like, this guy's fucking harassing me. I mean, he, he's labeling me because of our, my dad. And I remember and she got pissed. I mean, she called him up and was like, I don't know what conversations were ever made, but I remember um, this went on from 7th grade, 8th, ninth, the whole the whole time I was in junior high. I mean, I hated this piece of shit. His name was Mr. Christensen, and he thought he was a cop and he thought he was clever and always thought he had all the answers. And I literally went on my way to make that guy's life a living hell by throwing off stink bombs in the hallway. Um, yeah. Anyway, um... So I remember one time I finally, uh, I think it was in ninth grade, I I threatened him. I said, you know, all through junior high, you guys have been harassing me because of my dad, because, you know, the way he died, and fuckers are stereotyping me, making accusations that I'm drinking before school. I don't even like drinking. And, uh, well, I threatened to call the news agencies after him. I mean, we didn't have Facebook, man. It never even existed. And then it kind of stopped after that. And then I then I got then I got out of junior high. I went to high school, and uh, I remember there, this son of a bitch, literally moved from junior high where I was going, and became the principal to high school I was going to. And behold, what's he do the first freaking year I'm in high school? know, yep, James of the Office. And I'm like, gee, I know what this is about. No, I haven't been drinking. And that son of a bitch actually made me do a breathalyzer. So I mean, I, I pretty much stopped going to school at that point. I just kept working, kept partying. I'd go to school maybe three times a week. I just gave two shits about high school. I didn't try. I mean, I would go to school kind of fucked up from the night before, but whatever. And, uh, and eventually they called me in the office and they kind of gave me an ultimatum. They basically told me that I have one of two choices. Um, either I drop out of school or they're gonna kick me out. And of course, the smart ass I was, I asked them what the difference was because I won't be coming back. When they said, well, if we kick you out, you're no longer welcome back. If you drop out, you can come back next year and start back off at 11th grade. And I'm like, that's the stupidest deal I ever heard. And I took it. I, I dropped out. And, I mean, I really, I was happy. But then for a while, I kept thinking to myself, well, all my friends are at school. I'm at home. I got really bored and that boredom led to me really thinking hard about my future and I was like what the hell am I going to do? My friends are going gradu- to graduate and I'm not and it really got to me and then came 11th grade. I, I got serious I, I really, I wasn't going to be that person and I asked, you know, in school what do I need to do to get, you know, to graduate on time and they basically laid it out for me like I had to go to two different night schools I had to show up every day, and I'm like, okay, well, what about tests? They basically said, regardless of what you do on tests, your attendance is what matters most. So I just showed up. And it really wasn't that hard. I stopped partying as much, and I started focusing more on school. And and during high school, I didn't have a really good driving record. In fact, every year I had my license, I got letters from the state threatening they would yank it because I had so many tickets on my record from speeding and passing and no passing and i mean i was not a good example of a driver in high school in fact i was probably the worst example because (laughs) i sped everywhere and i got there recklessly and i didn't care until i started paying my own insurance and realizing i was paying 300 a month just for liability so i asked my insurance company what do i need to do to get my insurance lowered and they basically told me i need to get to the a or b honor roll and then I asked my school what I needed to do to do that and they told me and I started taking my test more serious and started trying to get better grades. And then uh buddies of mine I'd party with, well, they were going to high school for half a day and going to this technical college the other half of the day, building houses for building trades. And I actually was like, fuck, I wanna do that too. I only have to go to high school for half a day and go to a college the other half of the day. I'm like, that's that's my style. So I did that all through 11th grade and 12th grade, went to two different night schools, worked part-time, making money because I wanted party money, and and I, I bust my ass off, and I ended up graduating on time with my friends, and it really kind of hit me. Holy shit, when you actually try and put effort into things, it actually pays off. I mean, here I went to high school for two and a half years. I graduated on the B honor roll just to get my insurance down to, like, 200 a month instead of 300 And every little bit of effort I invested, it actually paid off. And that's when my eyes really started opening to, you know, life. And thinking if I would have just sat in my room and rotted away on my own grief my life mistakes and my upbringing, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. But So... In a nutshell, you know, it's when you feel you've hit rock bottom, the only thing you can do that's best is start over from scratch, learn from the mistakes you made in the past and hope for better results. And high school is a whole different story, but I'm out of time.